Hey, beauty babes. Today I'm talking to my friend, William. We're going to talk about at-home devices, hack attack, and keeping up with the Kardashians. Hi, I'm Asia DeMarcos. You might recognize me from a little cold classic called Miss Congeniality. In Hawaii, don't you use aloha for like hello and goodbye? So? I'm taking all of my Hollywood secrets and the 15 years from being an esthetician, and I'm bringing it all to you. I'm combining my two obsessions, beauty and unscripted television. Thanks for joining and welcome to Butasia Unscripted. Hey, what's up guys? Asia DeMarcos, Butasia here and you are listening to Butasia Unscripted, the best podcast in town to get your beauty news and your reality TV shit talk. Okay, I am super excited. My friend William is here. He's joining us remotely, obviously, because we're all in quarantine. And this guy has got over 17 years of experience in the beauty industry. He started as a hairstylist and makeup artist here in the States and also in Asia. Then he became an account executive for a national skincare brand, very popular, like uber popular. And now he's an education manager for an international beauty brand that distributes skincare tools. So, you know, naturally, I asked him to come join us here on the podcast and talk to us about some things we can do while we're in quarantine and how we're going to level up our skincare game. Okay. William, okay. are you there? Hi. Hi. Hi, honey. Does anyone ever call you Bill? No. <laughs> no. I, you that's, don't seem that's, like that's, Bill. That's my dad's name. So Okay. You're like, that's my dad's name. What about <laughs> Willie? No. <laughs> will yeah sometimes will but i prefer william okay yeah okay william yeah i like william all right so what's going on how have you been thanks so much for joining me i think you know thank you thank you thank you so much for having me i think it's just we're all finding creative ways to keep ourselves entertained during this quarantine yes. right and we're I all finding so. ways to like take self-care now to the next level whether that be like romantic strolls to the refrigerator again or <laughs> you know that extra five minutes that you didn't used to have now now you have it so you can apply that serum or your face cream or your face mask or whatever it may be I don't know butt mask <laughs> I your butt mask yes why not you know I will say because I've noticed on Instagram there's tons and tons of IG lives I've had a couple of girls reach out to me personally and ask me to join them on some IG lives. And I like, I'll pop in on a few just to see what's going on. And yeah, I just, people are just dying to stay connected. Mm -hmm. People are like, literally the only thing we can do right now is our skincare, you know, our products our beauty products, but also at home devices, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. So tell us, well, we'll get to that in a minute. So we're okay. Well, I'll tell everybody we're going to talk about, so, you know, so you guys can stay tuned in. We're going to talk about Jade Rollers, Gua Sha, which is that funky looking thing that looks like a stone with a little like divot in it. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then one of my personal favorites, microcurrent devices. But, Me too. Yeah. But before we get started, I do want to ask you some icebreaker questions. Okay. I love it. Okay. So I want to start the question off with something positive. I yeah. want to ask you, what is something you're grateful for? Something I'm grateful for. Well, health, a roof over my head and still being employed. Oh, yes. That is very fortunate that Yes, we are both very blessed. Hashtag blessed Hashtag to have our blessed. jobs. What are your top? So I'm like a foodie and kind of a fat kid at inner fat kid at heart. What are your top three quarantine staples? Oh wow, I don't know if I have just three. It's been kind of like <laughs> name five. <laughs> what is something um, when you start? You feel you're like, oh my god, I'm running low about on this. I I freaking need to suit up in my suit okay. and my mask and get okay. out there. Definitely starting off, we have to include ice cream. Mm. And I think like during quarantine, it's really important to be like flexible with your flavors, you know, something like <laughs> vanilla or something that's really blendable into other items. So you can get creative with your pairings. 
Uh-huh. Or, you know, one thing I've been really into lately is mochi ice cream. So I've been stocking up on that. And then, From uh, yes, yes. Mm. Vanilla, mm. green tea, strawberry. Um, I know. I love those mochis because you can just take one and get your little fix. Yeah. It's like portion control, I feel. But the problem is then you have the whole box and then it's no longer portion control. But um, <laughs> That's how I am with those damn plantain chips at Trader's. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. That's a whole separate I, podcast just about Trader Joe's actually. <laughs> I know Trader Joe's. Uh, you got to watch. You have to follow Trader's. Trader Joe's list, if you haven't already. I, I do. amazing. I do on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's of great. Of course I do. Okay. So ice cream, you have a sweet tooth, yes. it sounds like. So ice cream, obviously chips. And then yes. let's see what else. Mac and cheese. I've been really into pizza. I found these little like meat. They're like little, like they call them bambino pizzas. And they're like small so you feel kind of like it's like a personal pizza but it's like perfect it's so good and then like obviously like i overload it with cheese i think cheese that's another thing yeah okay cheese obviously and then what else obviously like some wine rosé like how how are we going to get through without like some sort of substance (laughs) exactly exactly five o'clock rolls around you're like What's on the cocktail menu tonight? Yeah. And then <laughs> I want to know where do you buy these Bambino pizzas? I've Trader never Joe's. seen them in my life. Oh shoot. Yeah. Okay. Girl, I only I exclusively shop at Trader Joe's. You're like, that's it. And that's Costco. Online. Oh yes, Costco is the yeah. bomb. Except for lately. No, we don't want to. Well, lately, no, I have not. Lately I have So you not. have toilet paper, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm I'm stocked on the toilet paper. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> okay. I know who to go to when I run out. So, okay. And all right. My number, last question is what's the first thing you're going to do when the quarantine is lifted? First thing I'm going to do when the quarantine is lifted. Honestly, I think I'm going to go to a restaurant and like, it's going to be so exciting just to sit down and have someone take your order. You know, I know, right? Like just to like, I do my I do, my heart does go out to all these restaurants that are closing. You know that they're not able to sustain their business. Um, yes, very small margins in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then here in LA, where we both live, we there's so many mom and pop, yeah, businesses. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see who is able to stay afloat. One thing that's really been helping me get through the quarantine and like curbing like hunger vibes is watching mukbangs (laughs) on YouTube. What? I didn't hear you. Is watching mukbangs. What? You know what mukbangs are? No. Oh my gosh. So mukbangs are a trend that started in Korea and it's actually basically a eating show. So you're watching somebody eat and typically it's some sort of feast. So it's like lately Korean corn dogs have been a have been a trend, like deep fried corn dogs with like mozzarella inside instead of um, hot dogs. But anyways, like that person won't just have one, they'll have like ten. See, that would just make me hungry. Yeah. Because but- I was watching Top Chef the other day and I literally went to the refrigerator like five times. <laughs> but for so me that must be where where the new, the trend, the YouTube trend has been because my son watches dudes eat all the time. Yeah, like, see, what is this? It's a thing, and for me, it curbs my, oh, it curbs my um, appetite. Like after I watch her eat, then I don't feel like I need to go. Does that make sense? Oh, good for you. Like I felt like she ate it for me. <laughs> I, you need to send me some links because I want to try that because that's my problem. Maybe that's bored. like the new diet trend we can start. The mukbang, the watch mukbang and not eat diet. <laughs> yeah. Forget intermittent fasting. We've got the new secret sauce. If you can, yeah. If I can lose these eight pounds by the time I get out of quarantine, watching mukbangs. Muk, mukbangs. They're M-U-K-B-A-N-G. Oh, mukbangs. Yeah. I'm okay. We are okay. We're going to make it, make it happen. I love it. Okay. So let's get, we have a ton of ground to cover. We want to talk about these 
at-home devices Mm -hmm. that are super popular on the internet right now. And the first one is jade rollers. And tell me your feeling on the jade roller. Because I had a doc, one of my former doctor friends found it to be a hack. He didn't think that you could roll yourself into good skincare. I don't necessarily agree with him, but what is your feeling on it? I think it has its like pros and then also, you know, some kind of like hack type vibes for sure. (laughs) Hack vibes. Hack Mm -hmm. vibes. Hashtag. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think there's like, you know, different quality jade, obviously. I think jade is probably beneficial to the skin in some way. You know, nowadays everybody's into stones. Like, I don't know, like you probably have seen on Instagram, even like rose quartz eye mask or rose quartz face mask. And I am sure like maybe there's like the rose quartz does help to your skin to some extent. I'm just really not sure like what the real full benefit is of the actual stone. But I do know that it feels really cooling, especially if you place it in the refrigerator beforehand. And so it's just like very cooling, soothing. So maybe for those clients that are like suffering from rosacea or clients that are experiencing inflammation in their skin or just want to feel cooling under the eye, maybe they have puffiness under the eye. I would say that this is a good go-to. But other than really like the cooling sensation and maybe helping with a little bit of topical skin circulation, I think that's about it. Or maybe like some stress relief when you roll the jade roller. I don't know. Yeah, some lymphatic drainage, I would think, if you're doing it properly in the direction of the working medial to lateral. But and there's, I would, sorry, how I, so let me, I was going to say, go ahead. You know, and there's so many different like actual stones that they're using and you're not really sure like if you're actually buying jade or if you're buying some like random stone that is dyed into a green color that is jade. That's what I, yeah, exactly. How do you know? Do you know? Are there any tricks to know if it's actual jade or processed stone of some sort? I think. It's difficult because there's so many varying qualities of jade. And actually, from a recent trip, so I actually got to know Asia through our mutual friend, Amber. And Amber and I recently went to Taiwan, and we actually went to a jade market. And I will say the jade that I see in America is completely different than the jade that I see in Asia. The quality is different. And typically, the real jade is going to be a little bit more translucent Whereas a lot of this jade roller quality stuff that I'm seeing on the market almost looks like it's compounded or... Yes. Yeah, like not 100%. Like it may be jade, but maybe they mashed it up and put it with something else and then solidified it together again. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So... Okay. So I'm not really sure if you're really getting the full jade benefit. Like, I don't know, as far as like... Well, what did they say in Taiwan whenever you went to the jade market? Like, was there, did they give you kind of like the history of jade and what it's supposed to do for you? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A lot of, about 80% of the world's jades comes from Burma. So Mm. that's like one of the capitals of all Burmese jade is the main type of jade that is out there. But then, you know, if you want to really get into real jade, it's not going to be like $12 or $10 for sale at so-and-so beauty retailer. You know, it's going to be like expensive. Like real jade is like $10,000 and up. Oh, damn. Okay. Like real jade is super expensive. So you can buy cheap jade. There's different varying varying qualities basically to jade, kind of like diamonds. You have like your cubic zirconia, that's like not a diamond. And then you right. have, you know, your clarities, your different clarity. clarities, yeah, 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 right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Interesting. So that's a good tip. If you know that your roller came from Burma, then you know, it's probably authentic. Exactly. And I think I bought my Jade roller on Amazon. It had a bunch of high reviews. Again, I've only used it once because I kind of don't really understand it yet, but 
I can't imagine I spent more than $20 on it. And you're right. It probably, it looks like compressed stone or that's supposed to look like Jade. It's looks like marble, which is not really what Jade looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Me, me and Amber bought a whole bunch of, but bought a whole bunch of Jade jewelry when we were there. It was really fun. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell everybody how we know each other is from Amber, who was on my episode two weeks ago on eyelash extensions. And she told me about William and how I had to meet him. Yes. Yes. And now he's here. Small world. And then then obviously, (laughs) when she had mentioned you, she had shared your your Instagram. And I was like, wait, she looks so familiar. I've seen her somewhere. And then I was like, oh yeah, because you had it on there. I was like, oh my gosh, I know her from Miss Congeniality, obviously. It's like one of my favorite movies. Um, I feel like- Yes, Con- she told me that. I feel like Miss Congeniality yes. is one of those movies that I go to. Like whenever you're like at home or like yeah. you're just like wanting to watch something that makes you feel good, you just go to it, you know? Yes. yes. So how cool that you were part of that. It is. It's one of those movies. It's timeless. It You really, you can, you can put it on, on a rainy day, take a nap. And it's just, it really is. It's such a feel good movie. And I can't believe, I mean, seriously, I am floored that 20 years later, it's still maybe 20 years in December that it is still so damn popular. Yeah. And everybody knows it. Like who, like, I don't even know. Did you, did you think that it would, it would, gain this following when you were involved listen nobody knows who i am so <laughs> I mean, there's, they don't, but you know what is funny is i recently downloaded tiktok oh before the quarantine now every mm-hmm. freaking buddy is on tiktok and i made i just had some like little miscongeniality videos i in love my, it my phone that I, when I record, you know, like if you watch my Instagram, I'm always cutting yeah. up and making fun of myself. And I just made this silly little video with me on Miss Congeniality. It got over 20,000 views. Wow. And people were like commenting and liking and being like, oh, I love you. you you'll always be my Miss Hawaii. And like hundreds and hundreds of likes. And I mean, thousands of likes, but hundreds of likes on like one comment. I was just like, shit, I've never felt so popular in all my life but now every time i upload a video on tiktok nobody looks at it it's like less than 300 views so i don't even know what the hell i'm doing wrong but (laughs) but it is it is one of those movies that makes you feel good i got really lucky i was living in texas at the time moving out to la wanting to you know live my dream Mm. and i auditioned for it before i left texas was living here in la then got the call back for Miss Ohio. And oh, then you're still not Ohio though. I totally, that's exactly what I said. I was like, I'm not a pasty face troll from Ohio because <laughs> my brother lived in Ohio at the time. And he, that's what he said. All the girls look like. And went just, you know, hit it off with the director. And he was like, can you come back and audition for another part? And I said, Miss Hawaii. Cause I knew, I knew that yeah, was my role. Yeah. And he, he laughed. He's like, yeah, Miss Hawaii. And I was just, you know, kismet it was just like luck and you and know that just catapulted your career and made you move to did. LA I, I started I had a good foundation mm. here I was fortunate enough with my acting career to do so many things that other people with a lot more talent than me could never say that they did because you know I had the better agents and all that stuff when I was, when I got started, but you know, and I I had got, was going into acting class with all these people that just could not even, you know, get a break. And so I got really lucky. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. I miss it. Maybe one day, (laughs) any, any uh, producers or directors out there that want to bring it back or remember the, where are they now? Remember? Yeah. when they used to have that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, when are they going to have one of those? And ask me, where is Miss Hawaii now? Yes. <laughs> anyway, nothing about me. Sorry, I know we're getting uh-huh. sidetracked. We are getting sidetracked. But when Sorry. you talk about me, I, I mean, I, mean, I 
Yeah, come on. Hard to not get sidetracked. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> shout out to um, my best friend Amber for introducing us for sure. Yes, love her. So, She's um, amazing. Next, we have Guasha. Yeah, because I can't say yeah. it. I didn't even know what the hell it was called until you told me. Yeah, so Guasha is actually like a ancient Chinese scraping method. It's highly involved with Chinese medicine. And what it helps is to basically bring the toxins to the surface level as well as bring your blood flow to the surface level of your skin so your skin can detox. But also it helps to promote oxygen because when it brings the blood flow to the skin, it helps to force all that oxygen into the skin or top Ah. layer. So that way your skin is in more optimal health, but also it's, you know, oxygen is so crucial to the function Mm -hmm. of how the skin, like Mm -hmm. healing, collagen production, all those fun things. Mm -hmm. But it also, it also really helps I find to make your products absorb deeper. Interesting, because you're half Chinese. Yes, I am. And was this something that you grew up with, you have, that your family would talk about? So, Is this something that you knew about? I think it's interesting that it's now kind of uh, changed into like a facial trend, because in traditional Chinese medicine, how they used it was if you were really sick, like if you had a fever, or if you had some type of like flu or I don't know. Maybe if you have the Corona, I don't know, <laughs> but um, they would, hey, there you go. There's the they, cure. They would actually scrape your lymph nodes basically like on your back to like on the neckline and then also on, on the back. And then that would help to force out all the toxins to the surface level to help you sweat it out basically. Oh, okay. Cause we do that a lot. That's interesting that you say the sweat the sweat portion because Koreans we do believe in the sweating because if you go to the Korean yeah sauna, like the know. sauna right like you have like the salt mm-hmm. spa sauna the jade sauna the amethyst one the clay room the you know Himalayan salt Himalayan salt yeah. yeah I love that I love Korean spas oh my god that's the first place I'm going yes oh that's such a good day. idea yeah I, I feel, feel like I have yeah I feel bad for all the Korean spas that are out of business right now. I know, you know, those girl, those women, those women that are like scrubbing their, our bodies, like, you oh, know, yeah. they don't play, they go into every nook and cranny too. When they scrub, you, you know, and we're only, we're, what we're paying like 35 bucks for that yeah. scrub. Maybe sometimes I almost feel like 50? the first time I ever got a scrub done at a Korean spa, I was like, Oh my God, I feel so violated. <laughs> I know you're like, Oh, watch that thumb. <laughs> Watch the finger in the hole, but you feel so freaking amazing. Yeah. I feel like I have 10 pounds of dead skin on me. Yeah, So let me ask you before we move on to the last device is what are like the costs between the two, the jade roller, like, and the gua sha and like, what are the short-term, long-term benefits and how often do you need to use them? Those kind of things. So like jade rollers and gua sha rollers are all typically made out of jade or some kind of compound material that's similar to jade or sometimes rose quartz or different stones. Sometimes they say it's amethyst. I I don't think it really is, but whatever. But I typically have seen them range like anywhere from like $10 to $40 around that that range. But I have seen like really, really genuine ones and they're retailing them for like 60 or 80. Okay. So, so that's a good point then. If they are genuine, they're, they're going to be, you get what you pay for people. Like if you're spending $12 on Amazon, chances are it's a hack. Yes. And I don't know, you know what? Some people really enjoy hacks because, you know, with, with the current trend, you know, some people are just enjoying a, a skin hack that's not really beneficial to them. But for those of us in the know, we definitely know that getting paying for, you know, a higher price point is, you know, better in the long run. Yeah. I think you, you know, you're going to get better quality. I said that last week when I talked about led mm. masks, cause you know, you see them on the internet for like less than 50 bucks, you know? Oh yeah. And they're, they're going to break, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're really, and you also have to be careful because you don't know what quality of led lighting you're getting in those kind of masks. And some led is actually harmful to the skin. So, Oh really? Yeah. Like if it's like a certain wattage or 
you know, they don't go the nanometers as deep, right? <clears throat> yeah, like it can actually they have to maybe be like a certain nanometer. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Well, and also too, I think if you overdo something, wouldn't you agree? I mean, would you yeah. agree that you you could you can Probably. do more harm? Yeah, and also if you're not doing it the right way, you know, obviously, I think. With skincare tools, it's definitely one of those things that you have to be educated on to use at home. So far with jade rollers, it's pretty self-explanatory. For gua sha, I see so many people using it the wrong way on Instagram. It's just insane. Tell me. Like I see people like scraping their, I see people like scraping the bridge of their nose or like, you know, like really weird portions of their face that that's definitely not supposed to go on. Um, yeah, just, I see people using it real interesting ways. So do we start at the bottom in our jawline and work our way up? So typically with gua sha, it's always kind of in a heart shape, like a sideways heart shape. So they have something called like a seagull line and a crescent line. So the crescent line, you always want to use it to do like a one swipe lift up motion to help with the lifting and the lymphatic drainage and elasticity, all that fun stuff. But then with the seagull line, that's where you're kind of going to get that like contour. And so I see people using the contour the wrong way, like using the contour to lift up instead of actually contour. So it's it's been interesting to watch people do it, but I'm just like, whatever. You know, yeah, and these are these white girls doing it. <laughs> Probably, you know, it's my my influencers? my kind of thoughts behind that is the same kind of thoughts. Since I'm half Chinese, my thoughts are the same as like seeing someone with like a random tattoo of ch- random Chinese words that make no sense. Like, you know, it's that same type of thought process that goes through my mind. Like, okay, you're just trying mm-hmm. to be cool, but you don't really know what you're doing. Like, I remember, like, I saw this chick, like, she was like, I swear this says geisha on my arm, but it said prostitute. (gasps) Shut. Yeah. That her tattoo artist was messing with her then. I don't even think the tattoo artist probably knew, but yeah. And then I actually confronted, I actually confronted her about it and she was so embarrassed. She was like, she didn't believe me for the longest time. And then she Googled it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Well, thank God for tattoo removal. Yes. That's a whole, that could be a whole nother podcast, tattoo removal. All right. Well, then you're coming back for that one. Okay. We'll talk about that. And then also you had an idea too, we were going to do about, what were we going to, that one, you had an idea. I don't know. Talking about just like don'ts, something like. Oh, like skincare don'ts. Yeah. Skincare don'ts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would yeah. be a good idea. And then also just like a whole expose on all the like yes. dirty secrets of the cos- cosmetology world, you know, <gasps> like, yes. you know, like all, all the, all the secrets behind the scenes, like what, like who really is using barbicide to sanitize their implement, you know, their, their scissors or, you know, how many Dude. people are really, how many people are really cl- cleaning their round brushes after they give you an amazing blowout you know you might find someone else's random hairs in your hair like well yeah yeah after this pandemic though i think the public is going to be a lot more strict where in before yeah they would just trust somebody because i've actually had procedures done where the nurse is like here i just want to show you this is a brand new head I'm using on your the laser and I'm like, thank you for that. Like, do you, does that bother you when, if somebody were to ask you and she's like, no, absolutely. Like I'm a germaphobe. I get it. Like I would never be mad if somebody was like, um, let me just watch you open that package before you put that thing on me. That's going to like make me bleed. So very good point. So let me ask you. So between the two, the Jade roller, sorry, we're always, we just have so much to talk about. You just I have know. to come back. So between the two, the jade rollers and the gua sha, gua sha lifts and tones, right? Or yeah. sculpts and tones. Mm-hmm. Like if I was like, hey, I only have money to buy one. Which one would I buy? 
I would say gua sha just because that's probably a little bit more advanced and beneficial than just a singular like cooling sensation type of roller. Okay. And then <clears throat> gua sha, how do we find, how do we know we're using the right technique with gua sha? Like YouTube video. You need to like Google and like do, do research for yourself before you. I would think with the company that you buy it from, right? Like just. Yeah. 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 Make sure that they understand. Cause I did see, well, we'll get to my hack attack, you know, later in the, the show, but I have, I did, I have seen some hack things on the internet that inspired oh, yes. needs to be where we'll get into okay, that. So we'll get into that. Yeah. So, all right. My third, the third device at home hmm. device, which is, I love microcurrent. Please explain to us what microcurrent is, what it's going to do for us. So microcurrent, you know, I would say if I had the choice, I would actually choose microcurrent device out of those two. I would like ignore those two and jump straight to microcurrent devices because I feel like that's, that's truly. Microcurrent is a lot more expensive. Yeah. It's definitely more of a investment for sure. But but if I wanted something under a hundred bucks, I would go with gua sha. But then once we start getting into, yes, because you get what you pay for. So sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, no, no. It's okay. We get excited about microcurrent, huh? (laughs) I think I it's it. I think it's because we both have worked for microcurrent mm-hmm. companies or device companies and then I currently work for a device company. So mm-hmm. microcurrent is a low level current that basically currently already exists in your body. But as we age, we are our, our current levels become lower and lower. And microcurrent is basically the building blocks to create all things yummy in your skin, like collagen and elastin. And it mm-hmm. helps ATP, yes. adenosine triphosphate, mm-hmm, which is the energy source. Mm-hmm. I think you're much better at the aesthetic lingo than me because I'm just a co- <laughs> I'm just I'm just a cosmetology license, and you're an aesthetician license. So we just kind of skimmed over it, you know. No, but no, but but <clears> the people <throat> that are listening to the podcast are consumers. They're not they're not professionals. Oh yeah, so they, I know. You know. We have to. I mean, I hate to say dumb it down, but it, it really is, so they can understand. Yeah. I use big words just to make myself yes, feel better. I love it. I love it though. I need to learn more <laughs> of those big words from you. So <laughs> basically it, it triggers the skin at a cellular level to enhance production of natural collagen and elastin. It helps with circulatory benefits. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. almost is like going to the gym for your face. Because if you think about it, yes. we never, we're never able to work out the facial muscles in our skin. We're only able to like I don't know, go work out, you know, our bodies, whatever, go on a run or whatever, mm-hmm. do some but we're never able to do push-ups for our face. So therefore a lot of people experience sagging, loss of tone, you know, like maybe your mm-hmm. cheekbone is not as lifted as it used to be when you were 15. And this basically helps to activate those facial muscles to help lift everything up again. And it helps with lymphatic drainage And it mimics, you know, a lot of these facial devices almost like mimic professional esthetician facial massage, but at home. So you get that like effleurage, you get the lifting effect, the contouring effect that they do, that Mm -hmm. kneading sensation that they do. But I think most importantly, what a lot of people will, will notice is it's almost like a very, very mild, like definitely not remotely comparable but if you're looking for a quick fix it's like a non-surgical facelift facelift-esque effects so tell me about like prices the price differences well one thing too that i wanted to touch on before though is nowadays there's more than one kind of microcurrent so there's your like traditional microcurrent which is electronically charged so it's basically a device that you have to plug in and then you charge it and then you use that electricity microcurrent to help really almost give you like a um, like a shocking sensation to lift you up but then Uh there's also now um, solar powered microcurrent which is more gentle and it's going to just it's a more mild microcurrent that's going to just kind of mimic your body's own and help to boost your body's own microcurrent. So you're not going to feel a shocking sensation. 
both I think are effective. I think for different consumers and different types of effects, both are long-term though, but they range from like you were, like you were asking me before uh, pricing. And I'd say microcurrent devices are definitely investment and you definitely want to make sure you make the right investment. I think me and you obviously have certain brands that we're drawn to mm-hmm. that we're kind of partial to. So I think, you know, some of those originators out there are the best ones to go to, but there's a lot of knockoff microcurrent devices out here on the market mm. that you might see on like random websites and on Amazon. So just be careful, buyer beware. Yeah. If it's, yeah. If it's going to come from China, I would probably say. Like, I would just be careful, you know, like what's, yeah. what kind of microcurrent, especially since it's a current, you know, you want to make sure that it's, it's safe to use for yourself which is kind of why I like the fact, you know, that there are some that are approved and then there are some that, you know, like I, I like the one that I have that's just solar powered. And I just feel like this really light microcurrent sensation, but it's not anything that's going to shock my skin. So is it going to take the consumer longer to get the result with the solar powered? Well, this one is different though, because this one is a really unique roller that actually kind of gives you that kneading sensation and then you can actually use the roller to sculpt and contour your skin and then the microcurrent is an added benefit that's just mildly lifting whereas some of the electronically charged ones they're really focused on using that electro microcurrent to really give you that immediate like super super lift effect which I, which I like that too, you know, for different reasons. Sometimes I really need it to like work fast, but then sometimes right. I like that. Mess. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I like that massage yeah. feeling like mm-hmm. that kind of um, work, like it kind of works out my facial muscles a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Great for TMJ. Yeah. But, but as far as price point, it's like, I would say like 200 to 300, like ranging around there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. There's yeah. more, obviously. I, they like go up in price. You can get like really, really fancy ones for like, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 maybe. Um, well, aren't those kind of professional though? Yeah. Or have you seen at home yeah, for per, 500? No, no, no. But more more professional. That's like when you typically yeah. go into the They're office. like thousands in the thousands. Yeah. And they're a lot more charged. Like they're, you can get the ones that we're going to get at home, like William was saying, like some of them are FDA cleared. They're whatever the FDA deems as safe because it can't, I mean, it can't hurt us. Yeah. You know, it it mimics our own body's current. So it's just giving us more of what we're losing or more of what we used to have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Boosting. Okay. So, you know, the microcurrent device that we both, you know, are familiar with from our past jobs also claims to penetrate serums deeper into the skin. Would a solar powered microcurrent do the same? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It all helps to make your products absorb deeper, helps to, again, bring up that circulation to the surface level, which creates oxygen. And then in turn, your skincare is going to be so much yummier in your skin and your skin's just going to eat it up. Yes. And I would say that's how I feel when I do my microcurrent at home. It's just like my skin just feels alive. It's like supercharged. And then anything else I put on top of it feels like it's just like my skin is just like uh, drinking it up and loving it. And I feel like you can definitely tell when a consumer uses microcurrent at home and when she doesn't. Like there's people that are religious to like, you know, a very like natural skincare routine like you know nowadays there's so many people that are like oh i'm gluten-free oh i'm you know like all natural oh this has like such and such extract in it i can't use that that can't touch my skin (laughs) but regardless of what that is if they're not pairing it with microcurrent at home or some sort of facial device to help boost not only their skincare, but their actual skin, then they're never really going to see the full results of their skincare. You know, the skincare can only take you so far. Yes. I mean, the pathways in the skin 
is they yeah you're right it can only do so much i mean again you know using good products i would i don't i'm not going to mention a brand name but there's a brand out there that's like freaking like five dollars ten dollars for like a serum and have you are you familiar with that brand i'm talking about i might be yeah do you think there's any validity to those formulations because yeah, it makes people think, oh, I'm using like an expensive brand because it comes in a dropper. But mm. I don't know. I'm just, it's hard for me to believe that a serum, a corrective serum is going to cost less than $10. I think you're getting partially, you're getting a part of that ingredient. But, you know, the cosmetic, the cosmetic world, you can buy ingredients of all levels so you can buy vitamin c but there's so many different types of vitamin c so you can you can market it as vitamin c but really like you know certain types of vitamin c is like emergency like you could put emergency on your face and then that's vitamin c also but that's just you know (laughs) super cheap in a packet so like they could just be selling you emergency but mixed with a serum and then selling it to you right because there's really nothing regulating them saying yeah. Hey, this is. So let me ask you because you worked for a very familiar skincare line, mm-hmm. very familiar. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you worked in the marketing department or like how much you know, because I work for a medical mm-hmm. skincare line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all about like, oh, we spend money on our clinicals and this is the histology and this, this is what we can prove. And this is what we're saying because we published it in a peer reviewed medical journal. Mm. Working for a company like you did, the skincare line that was very popular, did you ever see any weird like, hey, like, hey, we're just going to make this claim because nobody's stopping us from saying this? No, I think it was really eye-opening to work for that company. And the founder was actually a biochemist and she was the one that was formulating all the products. And I thought it was really interesting for me because even though I come from a Cosmo background, it was almost like an esthet- speaking to an esthetician and a chemist at the same time because it taught me so much about why each ingredient is paired with each ingredient and what it actually does to the skin or why you need to pair. Like I learned like all the different varying variations of vitamin C. And I don't know if you've read into it, but Right now, like a very trending form of vitamin C is called THD. Yeah, texahexoscorbate. Yeah, and I think, you know. T-hex. Yeah, what, what we are, have that in all our skin medical what, what, what do you think about that versus like L-ascorbic well, we, acid? L-ascorbic is water-soluble, so it's only going to protect the membrane, so the exterior of the cell, where T-hex. Exactly. Texahexal is fatty soluble, so it's so it'll go in internal into the membrane. So it's protecting you from the inside out. So it's less oxidative, basically. It doesn't it doesn't start its oxidation process until it's absorbed. Whereas sometimes, well, I don't know. whereas sometimes I feel like the L-ascorbic acid, since it's water soluble, and the first ingredient in your face cream is also water, so yeah. it may be actually oxidizing in your face cream while it's still on your shelf. Oh, 100%. Like any of those L-ascorbic acid vitamin C's that you get in a dropper, like before you're even halfway through the bottle, it's oxidized Mm -hmm. and it's probably causing free radical damage. But people think they're doing something great for their skin because it's in a little dropper and it looks medical. Yeah, exactly. So it is, again, it's all about the marketing. Well, I didn't know that about the company that you worked for, that she was a biochemist yeah she is a biochemist and um okay yeah it was really it was really eye-opening to learn about like why you pair this ingredient with that ingredient and what it does but yeah um, yeah definitely you know I also learned by working so closely with the copywriters about compliance and what that means when you put a when you market a product um you know into the consumer world and what you can claim, what you can't, what you can say, what you like um, should not say. Okay. And I also learned about a lot of brands that had so many lawsuits that was because they claimed certain things that they should not have because they just felt like throwing it out. And a lot of them do. Oh, so many. So it sounds like you worked for an ethical company then because 
There's so many unethical companies that claim, I mean, look at the freaking, look at Oil Volet. I'm like, look at the stuff that they're saying on like the commercials. It's just And that's all, if you think about it, it's all very like, that's, see, this is why we have to have a second podcast about all the different like ins and out of the cosmetic world and what they say, what they don't say, you know, Um, because that's like very much like a marketing tool also. And you have to really get creative with your grammar sometimes. Right. You have to say brightening. You can't say lightning. Or you have to say like visibly brightening or like reduces the signs of or helps or aids in brightening. May help. May help. Yeah, yeah, you have to like kind of elude to the fact that it will brighten, but you can't say like for sure one hundred percent this is going to brighten your skin in five seconds. Yeah, but some of it could just a freaking like washcloth can brighten your skin if you're True. using it regularly <laughs> because you're just you know you're exfoliating the dead skin off of it. Yeah. So yes, okay, people, did you hear that? So William's coming back to talk to us about all. Oh, the ins and outs and all the things that you wish you knew because you're going to be a fly on the wall. And we're going to talk about all those dirty little secrets that the cosmetic industry. I love it. Tells us. I love it. I love telling secrets. I Okay. So let's move on. To, did I miss anything before we move on? No. So long-term, no, short-term benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much... These at-home devices, let me sum it up and let me, you tell me if I'm right or wrong in your opinion. They're quick fixes. There are benefits, whether it's going to help penetrate something deeper into the skin. More importantly, I think the overall tone of all three devices are, it's increasing circulation in the skin, which is increasing those red blood cells, that oxygen, which is exactly what's happening whenever you're getting a facial and, you know, the facialist is doing all those little fun massages. and Exactly. And so I think it's like, this is, since we're at home right now anyways, and you have the extra Mm -hmm. five minutes or 10 minutes. So you Mm -hmm. might as well, if you can't afford it, you know, like might as, yeah, exactly. You might as well get a (laughs) facial device and like come out of your quarantine looking like somebody else. Uh, yes, looking like a boss. Come yeah. on, girls. Uh, all right, sweet. So all great stuff. It's going to help enhance and step level up your game at home. Microcurrent for sure. You, you know, the results are as long as you use the device. Bottom line. Yes. You know, it, it could be short term. It could be long term. It depends on how how committed you are committed you are exactly and um, hopefully we can get some women more committed to their skincare game so at home devices go and get you some if you are interested in learning more about the solar power device that william is talking about hit me up on instagram at butasia 2.0 i will direct you to him so but now let's get on to my favorite part of the evening oh my second favorite part of the evening hack attack Yes, hack attack. Hack attack. So this is the part you were asking me earlier. What's a hack? A hack in the acting world. It's usually a comedian. When they call a comedian a hack, like somebody that's like a joke stealer or a phony or a fraud, you know, somebody that. So in my case, I call a hack is just those bitches online that give skincare advice that have absolutely no business in giving skincare advice. And I was on TikTok, like I mentioned earlier, my new favorite obsession. And there was a hashtag beauty blogger. Mm. So she said on one of her videos, and it was her skincare tip. Again, no credentials, not an esthetician, just a hashtag beauty blogger. And the video said to exfoliate in the PM at night. Oh, PM or AM? No, she said exfoliate at night because oh. if you exfoliate in the morning, your pores will still be open and you'll have more clogged pores in the morning. Okay. Oh. As a makeup artist, how do you feel about that? First of all, I'll tell you how I feel about that. But as a makeup artist, what do you think about that? 
I've never, I've never yeah. heard of that. I haven't either. Like, uh, what is it? Like method, like uh, that ter- that methodology. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Oh I've, yeah. I've never, I've never heard of that kind of routine or like that. You should only exfoliate at night, or you should only exfoliate in the AM. No, you can exfoliate whenever you want, whenever you feel like this morning, I fell asleep with my makeup on. I exfoliated this morning because I was like, I got to get this off me. Yeah. But I don't think it clogs your pores though. Just splash your face with cold water. If you think that, you know, you got to put on your glam makeup, you know, Mm -hmm. before you head out, just splash your face with cold water or use a damn toner. Like that's what toners are made for too. And that's a whole nother subject, toners and me. I've got a love-hate relationship with that. Mm-hmm. So that's my hack attack. Love it. Any other any other things you want to add to that, William? Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. <laughs> I think I covered it. Yeah. All right. So I'm very passionate about that, actually. I'm, oh, hacks drive me crazy. All right. Let's talk about our reality review. So what are you watching right now? Well, other than mukbangs, <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> Which you're going to send me links. Yes. Okay. I've been watching um, a little bit of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Enough to know that Kenya now has a divorce. Ooh. Yeah. And she just got married. It's really sad. You know, like I just, uh-huh. I feel How like long? she's just been through so much. There's parts that I can really relate with her. And then there's parts where I really do feel like she has this villain, villain-esque vibe but then there's parts where i like wow that's sad so anyway so that and then i think it's really hard to when you're in that you know what i mean like a lot of reality people don't make it when they're one's used to the spotlight and one's not yeah exactly or even any anytime someone's in the spotlight it's just a, it's a hard gig it's a balance well, act for sure you know and then also I've been watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh my God. Kim and Courtney fight. What yeah. the H fire is that all about? Yes. Okay. So did you, did you actually watch the full fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, you know, she, okay. This is what pisses me off about Courtney is that she's been saying for the past three episodes since last season, how she didn't want to be on the show anymore. Uh-huh. So my problem is like, just like piss her get off the pot. What are you going to do? Right. Like she keeps stringing him along. Well, I, I mean, I kind of like, my heart goes out to Courtney a little bit because, you know, I think like comparison to Kim and Chloe, you know, they have um, like Chloe has good American going on and Kim mm-hmm. has like, you know, Kim's apparently now humanitarian rescue, rescuing convicts out of prison. Right. <laughs> which apparently her, which, appar- which apparently her next project right now, did you just hear she's going to try to get Tiger King out of jail? So. <laughs> Joe Exotic? Yeah, oh my she's going to try to get God. Joe Exotic out. Like, anyway, oh so okay. whatever. But, you know, like Courtney, she has poosh and. She's a little bit more quiet. She's like involved with her kids that she had with Scott, you know, yeah. and she's like trying to get her life on. And she's maybe just more focused on being a mom. And that's not a bad thing. But, you know, no. I think this like continuous thing that keeps happening is they keep harping on her for doing that and not like. Well, they're probably manipulating her They're, I mean, they're obviously making her feel bad. Right. Because every time she would mention. I don't think I want to do this anymore. They all like stop and look at her like, like what's wrong with you. Right. Like, and then she had even mentioned while they were in Armenia that she just didn't want to be a celebrity anymore. Yeah. Or she didn't want to be a celebrity. Like, I guess maybe that wasn't her intention, Mm -hmm. but I mean, she sure likes the celebrity money. So honestly, when the fight happened in that moment, I could relate to her because it's like, Kim just continuously taunts, 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 taunts. And then of course, eventually someone's going to explode at just like a random moment. Like it wasn't even like predicted or she wasn't really even trying to attack her, you know, but like people get that energy built up inside them. And then oh, yeah, that's me. she just went crazy. And yeah. I saw like Kim had like scratches and she was bleeding and 
Anyways. And then she calls her mom and they show her her mom, Chris, the pictures. She's just like, oh, poor me. Because, you know, Kim is the golden child. Right. Uh, Well, I actually actually have, I will say Kim is nice. I met Kim when she was pregnant with North. And she actually came to the department store that I was working at. And we were out of like a certain face cream that she wanted to buy. And one of my friends ended up giving her like a full size jar for free. And she was so thankful that she gave all of us free tickets to go see Kanye that night. Aww. Yeah. And so that was really sweet of her. So she was like very personable. What year is this? Uh, that was when she was pregnant with North. So what was that? Like 2000. That's her first kid. 13 or 2012. Okay. Yeah. I'll look that up. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So that was really sweet of her, but you know, I can see that there definitely is that like sibling rivalry sometimes going on in their household. Like who's the more, who's earning the most bread right now. Um, Obviously it's Kylie, which I think Um, is actually really funny that it ended up being Kylie. Um, because she like came to the game later, you know, and then she's not even trying to do all those other things that the other sisters are. She's just trying to promote this cosmetic company that she. Yeah. I feel like she's quiet. She's the quiet one of the bunch. She, well, Kendall's pretty chill too. It seems like she's doing her little modeling thing. Yeah. Kendall. I mean, come on, like. Your freaking father turns into, you know. It's so crosses, interesting. Like, yeah. What's it called? Um, she's he's call he's, he's transgender now because Tra- yeah. What do they call it though when you move to the? It's transgender. It's transgender because he's now changed into a different gender since he's right. Had so operations. yeah. Right. I mean, imagine all the scrutiny and everything and how crazy that was. So I could, I could definitely see how the two girls would probably like try to like bury their head in the sand a little bit. Not that I think anything's wrong with that. Hey, Caitlin, do what do you girl? That's what I say. But how awkward must that, you could that have like been? That just you know? affects but, like your whole family mentality oh and like how your yeah. family, like I could only imagine how like permanently scarring that is for your mind. But then at the same time, you have to continue on with this reality show and, you know, and then deal with Kim saying rude things in your face. And uh, I know Kim, the queen bee, she's the freaking Regina George. Yeah, very much. So I would say, I would say um, Kim is Regina. Okay. (laughs) And then who's Gretchen Wieners? Do you think um, do you think Courtney is Gretchen Wieners or is it? Yeah. Courtney? No, think, you know what? I, okay, Courtney is Gretchen Wieners, and what's her name? Um, Chloe. Chloe is um, Karen. Wait, Karen's Fetch. No, Gretchen is Fetch. So oh. Karen, Karen is the one that was like, I think I have ESPN or something. <laughs> I think that is more Kylie, although Kylie's oh. a billionaire and I don't I don't want to take away from her success, but I, maybe, I yeah. Think, Who's Katie? I think she's the smartest tool in the show. Why do you think Kim is Katie? Who's Katie Herring? Oh, Katie is the is um what's her name? The the main uh, Lindsay Lohan character. Yeah. So who's who's Lindsay Lohan in that bunch? Do you think? If oh, you were I think that it would be Courtney. Okay. Because so, she's the level. Yeah, you're right. One. Courtney is Katie. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Everyone else is kind of like in the clouds. Like, Ehh. yeah, you're right. She's Katie. Kim is Regina George. Chloe, I think, is Gretchen. And um, I don't know. And then and then Kendall can be um, Karen. Karen and I'm the cool mom yeah you can be the cool mom (laughs) you can be the cool mom love it love it love it awesome okay guys so keeping up with the Kardashians if you want to check it out it's on every Thursday night 
on E at 8 p.m. So now you know guys with Fantasia 2.0, I hope, like I said before, that you found something, you found some little jewels, something that's gonna help you step up, level up your skincare game at home because there is more that you can do for yourself at this time. So if you're used to doing all kinds of other treatments, so just know there's some other uh, modalities out there to help you feel great. So if you have any questions, you can contact me at Epitasia 2.0 on my Instagram or my TikTok now. And until next time, guys, and, and William's definitely coming back to talk to us again. Okay, bye. Bye.